Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for Monday, December 28th, 2020. I'm Jackson Bird. How your brain takes out the trash while you sleep. The English man who crossed the Alps on a space hopper. And a subreddit where over half a million people pretend our world is just one big MMORPG. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. Here's a reason to try to get some good rest in if you can take some time off right now, or to institute a new routine in the new year that will allow you to catch a few more Zs. So we all know that we need a good night's sleep, and especially a few rounds of REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, in order to process information, move information that we retained into long-term memory, and just generally keep sharp and stay healthy. Well, researchers last year found that while we sleep, our brains are physically clearing out the trash by pumping cerebrospinal fluid out of our heads. This task occurs during slow-wave sleep, or SWS, which precedes REM sleep. Using high-speed brain imaging, the research team found that during slow-wave sleep, quoting Reuters, the blood flow to the brain diminishes, allowing for an influx of clear, colorless cerebrospinal fluid. That fluid surges in and sloshes around, washing away the day's detritus of proteins and other waste substances that might harm the brain if they aren't cleared out. End quote. Laura Lewis, an assistant professor of biomedical engineering at Boston University and one of the study's senior authors, told Reuters, quote, We haven't ever seen cerebrospinal fluid waves on this scale in the awake brain, suggesting that sleep involves a unique pattern of fluid flow in the brain. Previous studies in animals from other labs have shown that during sleep, proteins such as beta amyloid, one of two hallmark proteins implicated in Alzheimer's disease, are cleared more rapidly from the brain. And based on these studies, we wondered why this might occur, and we wanted to ask whether cerebrospinal fluid changes during sleep because cerebrospinal fluid is thought to be important for waste removal. End quote. With the hypothesis that poor sleep could be related to various neurological disorders due to the impact of waste materials accumulating and leading to degeneration, the team has been proceeding with further studies testing how the cerebrospinal fluid waves change in conjunction with neurological disorders as well as with healthy aging. Danish researchers Soren Grubb and Martin Loritsen published an accompanying commentary to the study in which they note that these findings could potentially be used as biomarkers for degenerative disease, and maybe there would be a way to prevent or even restore brain function in those cases. We are pretty far away from anything like that, but wow, big if true. Mostly though, this is just kind of wild to think about. Writer Christopher Mims summed it up pretty well on Twitter, saying, quote, Just absolutely mind-blowing, this research on how our brains, big ol' fluid sacs, need time to pump out the blood so they can pump in your cerebrospinal fluid in order to take out the garbage that is the physical product of thinking all day long. End quote. Yeah, big ol' fluid sacs. Not usually how I think about my brain. In fact, thinking about it too much is making my brain hurt, so moving on. (laughs) If you're looking for an ambitious adventure to add to your slate of New Year's resolutions for 2021, why not take a leaf out of Stephen Payne's book and traverse the Swiss Alps on a space hopper? 
you know, those kind of yoga balls with handles marketed at kids to sit and bounce around on. Yeah, this English dude decided to use one as his vehicle of choice to cross the Alps a few years ago. Writing about his expedition in The Guardian, Payne notes that it all began, as many out-of-the-box ideas do, with a series of tragedies and then a joke. After losing his father, splitting up with his fiance, being diagnosed with leukemia himself, and subsequently losing his job and selling his house, Payne embarked on a 200-mile walk across southern England. He did a similar trip the next year and then began trying to come up with another type of journey when a man he met at a homeless shelter he was volunteering at joked that trying to apply for a job without a physical address was like trying to cross the Alps on a space hopper. And that was it. For all of the joking and eccentricity, Payne went about it all pretty seriously. He practiced on hills near his home to determine various strategies, such as the best season to go in and which type of vintage space hopper to buy, discovering, quote, that slopes are more easily tackled on a child-sized hopper, whereas adult-sized ones are better suited to flat bouncing, end quote. He settled on a 76-mile route from Bardonecchia, Italy, to Grenoble, France, and his pace throughout the journey was about half a mile an hour. Though on steep gradients, he says he paused every 10 minutes to avoid muscle cramping. The whole journey took him a little over two weeks, staying at pre-mapped-out lodgings each night, roughly every five miles. And not helping the assumption by Europeans that he was some English eccentric, Payne wore a tweed suit to avoid insect bites and an 1880s pith helmet to keep out the sun and protect his skull from falling rocks. Still, many locals along the way found his quest charming, and some took him into their homes for home-cooked meals. Overall, on the journey, he went through three of the four space hoppers he had packed, losing one to a puncture and another when he fell asleep on a mountainside. He suffered heat stroke, altitude sickness, a sprained knee, and countless aches and pains, but on day 17, with a new cadre of Facebook followers who had been following his regular updates, he made it to Grenoble and achieved his very bizarre goal. Oh, and he still had leukemia the whole time he was doing this, by the way, so wow. From what I can tell online, Payne went on to do some type of journey on an old penny farthing, you know, the proto-bicycles with the very big wheel and the very small wheel, while wearing 15th century knight's armor. And there was a short documentary made about him this year, which I'll put the trailer for in the show notes, although I can't find a link to watch it in full just yet. But in any case, you know, solo journeys seem like a pretty decent idea for a 2021 activity, so maybe consider it. Pogo across the Rockies, moonshoe through the Adirondacks. After a year like this, why not? Earlier this year, I stumbled on a very intriguing subreddit called simply Outside. By its name alone, I would have thought maybe it was photos of nature or a group for outdoorsy people, you know, trading tips about hiking. But no, this is Reddit, so of course the true purpose of the group was much more creative and a bit ironic. The r outside subreddit is one of many in-character kind of role-playing subreddits, and in this one, all of the posts are pretending that our actual reality is in fact, quoting the community description, a free-to-play MMORPG with 7 billion-plus active players, end quote. 
The subreddit itself has almost 650,000 players, with a decent chunk of those joining this year, although the subreddit has been around technically since 2009. So basically, people post and comment on real-world events, either of public interest or day-to-day occurrences in their personal lives, in the vernacular of a video game. As if this were just some game that they were playing, and this is the board where you go to discuss tips and tricks, game updates, and complain about the developers. Here are a few recent posts to give you an idea. Hey, did any faction finish successfully the democracy storyline with full rights achievements? Is it even possible? Anyone else have the bug where putting two sock items in the dryer object occasionally deletes a sock item? What happened to legendary user super underscore Obama 373? I haven't heard from him in a while. He was an amazing guild leader, and I would like to know what's up with him. As with other in-character subreddits, like one of my old favorites are Stuck 10 Years Behind, where you're only allowed to post as if it's 2010, R Outside is a lighthearted way to share personal victories or talk to others about your thoughts and struggles, but in a shared language that can make it a bit easier to be a little vulnerable. Quoting the Washington Post, Part of the appeal, suggested Sarah Lynn Bowman, an academic who studies role-playing games, is the shared language understood by all participants. Ages are referred to as levels, events are quests or mini-games. One user who recently came out as bisexual wrote, At level 18, my confidence stat has increased enough to remove the closet debuff. For other users to comment, they must first know that a debuff refers to effects in games that damage a main character's stats. This is the way social groups tend to function. They create their own jargon, their own in-references, their symbols of belonging, Bowman said. Our world is full of anxieties right now. Some people might find comfort in discharging that through humor with people who can understand their language and where they can find a sense of belonging, end quote. And some people do talk about some serious things, like fearing the uncertainty of death by referring to it as a data wipe that can happen at any time, and unlocking new levels when graduating college or power-leveling new players when having kids. COVID-19 has been a regular topic of discussion this year as a world event that the developers chose to do and which has not been popular with any players. I'll read a little from the currently pinned post about the vaccine written by a real-world medical professional. Quote, Hi fellow gamers, longtime raid healer checking in. I wanted to say hello and give some insights about the much-anticipated in-game item COVID vaccine. There's a lot of controversy around this item. The devs really effed up when they created the COVID-19 world event. Players have been reporting crippling debuffs that seem to last for ages. Some debuffs are permanent. It's made the game unplayable for lots of people, and most players are sheltering in their starting area to avoid the enemies. Some players have even uninstalled due to how crippling the DOTs and debuffs are. So the devs have patched the game with the vaccine item. I and several of the healers in my guild got the item crafted by Pfizer about 10 days ago. They've already released the public test realm or PTR notes, and it's looking like this is the answer to finally end this shitty world event. In the PTR, using the item even one time resulted in your character getting around 75 to 85% immunity to all damage from the COVID class enemies, and using it a second time got you 95% immunity. We may even see a day when we won't need enchanted armor like the cloth masks anymore, though that's still recommended for now. The vaccine items are still being crafted and sent out to all the regions, and it's a slow process. 
Healers and high-level players are getting first dibs due to the increased risk. It may make its way to a vendor near you by mid-year if the patch notes are to be believed. Finally, the experience of using the item. It varies, but PTR notes suggest many people, 20-40% of characters under level 55, see some short-lived reactions. My character got a fatigue debuff for a day, but normalized after that. The other healers had no major symptoms. It's refreshing to play the game fully again and with much less fear. End quote. Katya Samyalova, professor at California State University at Chico who studies philosophy in video games, told the Washington Post that this shared language and community formation among gamers is not surprising. While gaming is often thought of as antisocial, it's one of many vehicles for online community formation in which people find solace and identity in a shared interest, particularly when they may feel alienated from the built-in community around them in person. She told the Washington Post, Even the name of the game, Outside, suggests that there's something comfortable for these gamers inside. They can use that understandable part of the world to connect with a part of the world they find less interesting or more intimidating. End quote. Or, as one regular poster on Outside said, quote, If you're frustrated that life seems to be easier for wealthy people, you can blame it on the game being pay to win. If you have some sort of illness or disability, you can think of it as a character buff instead. I feel like it's an interesting way for people to cope with what's going on in their lives. End quote. And whether you're a Reddit user or not, or even not much of a gamer like me, I recommend checking it out. It's really clever, it's pretty funny, and quite frequently pretty uplifting. That is it for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotke.org. I am Jackson Bird, and I'm going to go grab my space hopper to bounce on over to the grocery store. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.